Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is your host, Tim Birch. And I know, I say every week that every the guest that's on here is very, very special. Well, uh, today is definitely no exception. Uh, we have uh, traveled to Morgantown, West Virginia, and we are meeting with Lauren Shen, the national Trig Star competition winner. Um, we were honored to be uh, included in the uh, the ceremony for uh, presenting her plaque and a little, uh, just a, a little recognition here at the, at the Triad Engineering here in Morgantown uh, with Mr. Kevin Brockett and her, and then actually Lauren's teacher as well, Brian Jackson. So first off, Lauren, welcome to Surveyor Says, and once again, congratulations on a job well, well done. Hi, um, thank you for having me, yeah. Well, tell, I tell you what, tell us a little bit about how you got involved and uh, in, in, I guess engaged in, in this contest. I mean, is it is it all Mr. Jackson's fault or, you know, what? Who who's to blame for, for, for dragging you into this contest? Um, so I believe um, Mr. Brockett contacted um, our, so I go to Morgantown High School, MHS, um, contacted our, our principal and he um sent the information to Mr. Jackson about the Trickstar competition. And, you know, Mr. Jackson is very open to um, all of these new ideas and experiences for our math club. And when I heard about the competition, you know, I was very, um, you know, excited. I, I do a lot of math competitions. I was just, it's just excited to, you know, try another one. So um, that is how I came to um, hear about the Trickstar competition. And we heard about it very early on, I think, um, kind of in the early part of the spring semester. And then we actually took the competition in May. So um, there was a lot of time in between that. Um, and so we did some promotion as the math club to get more people to participate in the um, Trickstar competition. Um, and, you know, I had a, a great time when um, Mr. Brockett came down to MHS to kind of talk more about the competition. Um, so all in all, um, really good experience. Um, would, would definitely do again next year um, as well. Well, and you'd mentioned that you know, in, you, you've take you 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 have an interest in these competitions. Um, what did you think about the test when you first saw it? I mean, it's it's a it's a unique test, and it's a it's a little bit different application of of a, of a math test. So, what was your initial thoughts when you saw this Trig Star test? Yeah. Um, so initially, I had done some practice problems before taking the test, um, and I really really liked how um, well structured and formatted. It was so, as in the answer um, must be, you know, very exact to however many decimal places, and there's no variation. And so, um, I think with this, um, it's really grounding to, you know, 
Um, because when you don't know the answer and you at least know the answer format, you know, that's something that you can uh, kind of rely on. So I so one, I really like the um, answer formatting and also the problems were very structured. So I did a lot of practice problems from past years and how I practice for them was I would like take the first problem and like drill through the first problem of every single year um so that kind of really gave me a sense of how to do that one specific problem because that didn't change um from uh the different tests that I took so um and doing that kind of really gave me a sense of how to do the problems yeah so um the format, I, I guess, um, the one thing that I like most about this competition is just how, how structured and organized it really is. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because uh, we give our Trigstar committee and uh, Jerry Juarez, the chair, and a few of the few of the longtime members a hard time uh, about being about being math nerds and uh, putting this together. So uh, to hear uh, hear and, and see the delight on your face on on the the, the test structure itself. You know that's that's the one thing. It's 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 one thing to have a competition. It's another thing to have a competition with a test that the the, the students, the, the the competitors actually enjoy uh, the, the the format of things. So that we appreciate that. I got a for some reason I feel like there's only one adult sitting at this table, but uh, I guess that's 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 a testament to to Lauren. All right, so uh, you're 16, going to be a junior at Morgantown High School. What's next up for, for Lauren? What she uh, what what are you looking forward to for your junior year? Yeah, um, junior year, um, I'm taking um, some more AP classes. Um, definitely looking forward to doing a lot of the um, competitions that um, I have done in the past. So that would be the AMC, um, which is the American Mathematics Competition, and also. Um, would really love to participate in Trickstar again, and also um, the Math Field Day competition, um, which is also um, something that I've done since I was in fourth grade, I think. So um, this um, immersion in math, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it um, in my junior year. I, I really, okay, so I really love school. Um, <laughs> so I'm really excited about school starting next week. And um, just being able to do um, these math competitions um, again, or what I guess might be, so my second to last time. Um, yeah, looking forward right. to it. Looking forward to it. Well, we look forward to seeing uh, seeing you participate again. Um, I'm going to turn it over to, to uh Mr. Jackson, Brian, uh, I, I guess when when Kevin first brought this opportunity forward, uh, I guess what what did you think about this competition? What was your initial thoughts of of subjecting these poor kids to this horrible, horrible exercise, putting this thing forward? I was when I saw the email from Mr. Mahalko, I was excited. Uh, you know, with COVID and all, we haven't had a lot of competitions the last couple of years. Uh, it was good to get back at it. So as soon as I heard about it, I reached out to the new Alpha Theta members, and uh, Lauren was one of the first people to say, hey, let, let's do it. So, uh, you know, that was earlier on in the year, but I wanted to give time like a few months to go by because my Math 3 STEM class, that's when the students are introduced to a lot of like the like law of cosines and law of sines. So I wanted to teach those students first so that they would have a chance in the competition. So that's really why we waited until, uh, I think it was maybe May when we had the competition, but uh, we were excited and it was really good to 
to have the competition, uh, you know, have a bunch of really strong math students at MHS, and uh, it, it was a, a good competition to have. Well, I, I think uh, the, the, the proofs is in the, the results of, of how you, you, you let that all come together. That's, that, that's, a, that's amazing. Um, I, I guess part of the question I have is in, in, in getting, coming back from COVID, um, it's, is it easier? I mean, it, when, you get, when you have students like Lauren, I guess it makes it real easy. But uh, uh, what's, what's been the environment like coming back? Has it been uh, with, with this type of uh, a student curriculum? I mean, hopefully the kids are really eager to learn getting back uh, in person. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's a, it's a big change. You know, they've went a, a couple years without, you know, having a teacher there with them. And, and it's an adjustment. You have to just sort of see where the students are and see where their background knowledge is because we weren't, in those few years, we were, you know, not pushing as hard because we had other worries with the emotional and the other types of things going on with the students. We couldn't worry about, oh, we've got to get to this point by the end of the year, you know, so you sort of have to feel around where the students are, and, uh, but it was, last year was very enjoyable being back in front of all of the, the students, having everyone there in the classrooms, and uh, it was, it was great to be back. Well, good, yeah. good. Well, I'm going to turn, turn the tables around there to, to uh, Kevin Brockett here at Triad Engineering. Um, I guess, you know, the first question I have for you is, uh, why Trigstar? What what saw it that piqued your interest to be able to then take this as a sponsor to Morgantown High School and be part of this? Because I mean, we're busy. I mean, obviously the the serving and engineering worlds are busy. Um, I mean, it's a it's a big deal to volunteer and want to want to be part of of, of sponsoring the future. Sure. Uh, well, that is a big part of it. What you said there, sponsoring the future. Um, I first learned about Trickstar, I think it was through uh, just a random email that the West Virginia Society of Professional Surveyors sends out with, you know, random announcements, and there was a link to the Trickstar website that I don't think I'd heard about before, but I opened it up and uh, was reading through there and learned all about the program and thought, hey, this is a really cool opportunity to, you know, introduce kids to surveying and mapping careers and to show what do you do with math. I mean, I remember being in trigonometry class when I was in high school and thinking, okay, well, yeah, sine, cosine, tangent, so what? What is that ever going to be practically used for? Well, little did I know I was going to become a surveyor and use it every single day. But at the time, you know, I had no idea that that could translate into a viable, good career. And it was actually quite a few years. It wasn't until my late 20s that I realized that surveying was a good opportunity, and that was when I became a surveyor. So I just had the uh, idea that, you know, if I can reach out to some local kids, maybe let them know that surveying is a career or path that they could get into, then they'll be young enough to learn about it at a much earlier stage than I was and um, maybe get into it if they find it interesting or see what that can lead to because surveying and mapping is a huge, uh, diverse field of different opportunities from, you know, not needing a, uh, anything more than a high school education to get started to going through a Ph.D. program. I mean, there's right. it's so right. diverse, it's crazy. Um, but uh, And the main problem with getting people into surveying is I think that there's just not that uh, knowledge out there that 
this is something that's going on every day in every community everywhere in the country surveyors are needed and uh, kids just for whatever reason don't realize that and so when I saw Trigstar I thought here's an opportunity for me to go meet you know high school kids and tell them here's something you can think about if you don't know what you want to do with your life yet consider this as an uh, option and it's I know this is a probably not the popular uh, um, perspective, but I think doing math problems is fun, just as a hobby. Uh, probably the other two people here would agree with that. But uh, so I actually did a lot of the, well, I did all the sample problems on the Trigstar website just for my Good. own amusement, and I enjoyed them. So that's why I was able to go and tell the kids, you know, what this exam is like. Um, and you know, obviously, not everybody's just going to sit at home and do trigonometry problems for fun, but a lot of people want to know how to do them at the very least, and this is a good way to practice those um, to understand what kind of applications they have. Like Lauren was talking about, I think the format's great for the Trigstar program. You have uh, you know very basic problems that ask you how to apply law of cosines, law of sines, uh, solve right angle um, triangles. But then there's also always at least one problem that has a practical application type right. of scenario. So I think that's a really good way to show kids, yes, this stuff you're learning that seems so abstract and useless can be applied to real world problems. So I was just really impressed with Trigstar as an opportunity. And I reached out to NSPS, uh, talked to Trish uh, Milburn by email, and she told me there was nobody in West Virginia that had done anything with uh, Trigstar for some time. And in fact, I think she just told me in an email earlier this week that the last time West Virginia submitted a state contest winner was 2001. So yep. for more than half of Trigstar's uh, program time since it started in 1984, West Virginia hasn't been submitting anybody. So, uh, and I'm really grateful to my boss here at uh, Triad Engineering, Bill Ernstis. He's our regional manager. I brought it to him and said, hey, is this something Triad could sponsor for the local schools? And he said, yeah, run with that. That's definitely something we want to support. Uh, anything we can do to enhance, you know, STEM awareness in the community, we want to support that. So I'm really appreciative to try it. And that's one of the many reasons why I like working here is uh, they're very supportive of, you know, any kind of outreach to the community. And our CEO, uh, Brad, he actually wanted to be here today for Lauren's award presentation. But unfortunately, he had a job site commitment he couldn't get away from in Kentucky. So he sent his congratulations, uh, wanted me to convey those uh, directly. But he's very supportive. He and I have spoken about how great it is whenever we can find opportunities to reach out to high school students and let them know, hey, this is the type of career you can have in a really interesting field applying science and mathematics you know, on an everyday basis. So. Oh, exactly. Well, very good. Well, and I, I also want to, well, Besides, thank Kevin and Triad for putting uh, putting you know sponsorship and putting all of this on. Um, I also want to congratulate Kevin for he is now the new NSPS director representing West Virginia. Looking forward to working with him on a national basis starting this this fall, um, following in the footsteps of uh, of Jack Buddha, who's been a longtime supporter of everything that NSPS has done. So uh, thanks to Jack. But uh, also, like I said, Kevin, thank you for stepping up. Uh, it, to me, there's a lot of it that goes here about about going beyond just doing your job every day. Sure. And uh, we appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, but uh, to your point about me becoming the uh, NSPS director for West Virginia Society of Professional Surveyors, that happened just a few weeks ago now. I was voted in. And that kind of arose directly out of my interest in Trigstar because uh, I, I attend all our local chapter meetings for the society, 
and of course I was always running my mouth about how exciting Trigstar was and why aren't you guys participating hey can do you want to do this I'll set you up and uh, the main result of that was when Jack Buddha decided he was going to step down one of the guys in the chapter said hey Kevin uh, somebody needs to be the NSPS director would you be interested and I said yeah I would be so uh, there was uh, uh, another candidate and that was voted on uh, like I said a few weeks ago so I'm just uh Starting out right now, but I'm looking forward to expanding West Virginia's involvement in Trigstar. is a big uh, focus that I want to dedicate a lot of time to. But there are a lot of other efforts that uh, NSPS and WVSPS have to work through, so I'm excited to do all that, too. I'm going to be putting your name on some lists of some things, so uh, <laughs> be careful what you wish yeah. for. Um, Lauren, I want to come back to you for a second. Um, something you had said earlier um, when when the newspaper was here, when uh, you're going to get splashed all over the Morgantown newspaper, um, something that you had said earlier, and it was it was about coming out of COVID and really having to change your focus and and figure out how to basically self-regulate your education, your free time, uh, your your basically your whole life because you weren't going to school and and. and you know, I, I've got to admit, just a, just you know, a few minutes ago when you said you were ready to go back to school and you kind of lit up because you want to go back to school. Um, so the time during COVID obviously was was difficult. I mean, it was difficult for everyone. Um, and I guess what, 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 I'm, what I want to ask you is, um, how was it for you to try to cope with this, this changing world as we basically had our world kind of close in around us and finding it within yourself to be able to, to, to regulate your time, to be able to know what you wanted to study, know when you wanted to do hobbies, know when you wanted to uh, play with the dog and, and other things. Um, because we really, we really concentrate on, on mental health these days and what it, and worried about, uh, especially the, the students that are, are going through all these challenges. Uh, any advice to listeners on how you were able to cope with, with basically running your own time? Yeah, um, so I guess I have like two answers to this question. So um, I think before COVID, really in middle school and before that, a lot of the things I was doing, um, you know, might have been really influenced by, you know, my peers or my teachers or my parents. Um, You know, maybe you should participate in this or um, maybe you should take this class. But um, during COVID, during that period, um, and like I said before, I don't know if it would have happened naturally without COVID or just because I had this extra time to self-reflect, but it did happen. And what happened was um, I kind of took more control of my time. I kind of figured out what um, I wanted to do and kind of learned more how to study and how to regulate my time. So um, that was a really big part. And also because of COVID, um, I took the online option throughout the whole year in my ninth grade year. And so as my first year in high school, that online format was quite regular, you know, at what time you have to go to what class. Um, but um, being sitting at home, you know, you can regulate a lot of that yourself and there's no travel time, right? So you have some more time to think about, um, you know, how to study and just, you know, um, work on the things that um, you would like to work on that you might not have the time to do um, uh, had you been in person. So um, after that year, you know, I had a really clear idea of what, um, of, uh, of I guess, how to study and how to learn. Um, and that is something that, 
um, you know, I'm still using to this day. And I guess the second answer um, about mental health. Um, so I felt this really um, big sense of like isolation of like disconnection um, with my community um, really acutely in March when the pandemic first um, hit. And what I did was I got together, it was like a daily study hall with a few of my classmates um, every day. And then we found that even though we hadn't really seen each other in person for a few months, that um, by May, by the end of the semester, we were really, um, you know, we had really bonded. Um, and so I took this idea um, throughout the summer, kind of molded over and felt that, you know, we could really expand this. So in, um, I think November was when our club um, was established. So, th so this kind of project for me was called Students Connect. And so this is now a club at um, Morgantown High School um, that I continue to run. And so um, with um, COVID kind of lessening, we switched from like online meetings to in-person meetings. And this past year, we did a lot of um, community outreach with um, so younger students specifically. So we wrote um, cards to the Children's Hospital for Valentine's Day and like April Fool's Day. And also we've written letters to elementary school students. And um, in May, we went to uh, Suncrest Elementary to talk to fifth graders about their transition to middle school, which is a topic that's very, um, that's kind, good. Of, yeah, kind of dear to me because um, that transition from middle school to high school, um, that kind of, um, you know, was really disrupted for me, but um, it gave me a lot of time to like reflect on that. So, yeah. No, that that's, I, you know, I guess I'm just, I'm sitting here in awe thinking that um, when I was that age, um, it, it was, okay, I'm going to go out and hang out with my buddies or I'm going to sleep in, I'm going to do, I mean, all these things. And here you're looking at, at organizing your time better. And I'm thinking, um, kudos to you. And uh, like I said, that's one reason I, wa I, I wanted to ask that question because uh, worrying about about young students and the mental health, it, it is a big deal. And, and then the stresses you're under um, and the stresses you put yourself under at times um, and how you cope with that. And uh I'm hoping we've got some listeners that take take away from that from your comments that you we you can do this you can do this you got yeah. this so no that that's fantastic um, I'm gonna come back to to Brian for a second Mr. Jackson um, so what's what's next for uh, well besides having Lauren try to return to defend her crown uh, anything else uh, you've got any tricks up your sleeve for what's going to go on with the, your math students next. I'm, I'm hoping for a, uh, a good year. I'm hoping for hopefully they find Lauren and some other students find some more competitions to work on this year. We're always game. Uh, we've in the past we've done log one contests, uh, and a lot of times the math the math students have won some money. We've been able to donate to like uh, I guess like food pantries, uh, pantry plus program in Morgantown in Morgantown. Uh, so we've we've done competitions before. We're, we of course want to continue with the uh, the Trig Star, but it's really up to the students to go out there and to see what they want to do. If they say, Mr. Jackson, we'd like to get involved with this, I'm all game. Uh, we're gonna have plenty of time this year uh, at Morgantown High. We have the flex time, which is 45 minutes a day, where the students can get together and meet and decide what they want to do. So it's really on them. I'm just sort of like the conduit. I'll help them with uh, whatever they want. Wow. So, 
that that's fantastic. I mean, I, and I guess that's that's the part of this whole experience. I mean, yes, I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm blown away by what Lauren's done, but you know, the fact that uh, Kevin and Triad has stepped up to sponsor and be part of this. Um, Brian, I know a lot of teachers that that kind of will say that they're willing to put themselves out there, but you've really put you, you're you're a heck of an example of what uh, what kind of talent you can you can help uh, help help blossom. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna grow on their own, but uh, to to really put it out there for them is a is a big deal as well. So I you know thank you for for doing that, um, Kevin. I guess we'll 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 wrap some of these things up, but uh, what uh, what do you think's next for uh, for your involvement in Triad, and uh, what uh, what other things do you think we could we could look forward to uh, going forward from uh, from from this office? Well, uh, from a personal standpoint, I couldn't be happier with how things worked out. <laughs> I mean, this is the first year I've been involved with Trigstar, Trig and uh, first year West Virginia's been involved in over twenty years, and we. Uh, we're lucky enough to have Lauren involved. I mean, that's not something that you can count on coming along every day, but uh, obviously it worked out as best as it possibly could have. So uh, expectations are pretty high. I mean, bar couldn't get much higher at this point, but uh, I'm looking forward to the future and continuing to participate with uh, Trigstar. I know uh, Triad, we've already talked about next year. We definitely obviously want to sponsor Morgantown High again, but uh, my boss, Bill, he's wanting to, see if there's some other schools that also want to participate, see if we can spread the love around even more. But uh, in my role um, for WVSPS, I'm also hoping to uh, get a lot more interest from the general membership in sponsoring Trigstar competitions at their local high schools across West Virginia, because that'd be great if we could really, you know, expand the effort and get a lot of students um, recognize, rec- recognizing that uh, surveying and mapping are viable careers and uh, like I have said before I think Trigstar is a really good entry point for introducing people at the very least and you know a lot of people like Lauren and me just like doing math problems so uh, it's a good time for that as well. Agreed, agreed. Um, What's your chapter, what's the W, what's the chapter? Mountain Regional Chapter. The Mountain Regional Chapter, Mm -hmm. well. Yeah and if there are any WVSPS members who uh, don't know we meet at Dorsey's Knob every uh, first Tuesday of the month so well, I'm I'm hearing a call out from uh, the mount from your chapter to the aid of the rest of the chapters, and hey, we're sitting at the table with the national winner. We're calling out the other states as well, <laughs> um, and I can say that because I am now a West Virginia resident. So I, I can say that as a as a proud resident uh, that the the, uh, the national winner is here. So uh, you know what we're gonna we're gonna wind this down. I, I promised you guys I'd keep and everybody's busy, but. Um, Lauren, I want to want to turn it back over to you for a second. And any any parting words, any words of wisdom. I mean, uh, for a sixteen year old, you're you're quite impressive, and I I can't uh, I I can't thank you enough for for taking this test and really giving it your all and really showing what uh, what what's possible. Um, any words of wisdom uh, to to give pass on to the listeners and to the rest of the world? Um, yeah. So. I think one thing that I've been um, thinking a lot about recently, you know, going into my junior year, um, I know I know it's going to be stressful. So, so one thing is that, um, you know, if you um, believe in something, you can achieve it. And I think um, I, it is really important to kind of believe in some things. And you know, you hear this all all the time, right? You know, if you believe in something, you can achieve it. But but really, I think um, once you really um, 
there's something about just um, saying you believe in something versus um, actually feeling that internally. And this summer, I kind of felt that, um, you know, going into my junior year and um, really, um, there, there's, I think that there's a great quote. Um, I, I, I don't know who it's by, but um, there's, it's about um, once you really commit yourself to something, you know, everything else will move to help you with that. Um, and another thing that I like to keep in mind when things get really stressful is that some things are um, difficult by necessity. <laughs> um, so so with that in mind, um, I think because, um, you know, sometimes I'm exercising or um, just working through a problem and, you know, it, it, it just, if you keep in mind that sometimes it's, it's, it's just supposed to be difficult, then, you know, it, it's easier to bear sometimes. So kind of two sides of, um, like optimistic and, um, not as, um, so, and another quote for kind of the hard times. So, yeah. No. That, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, like I said, I feel like there's only one adult sitting at this table. Um, um, well, once again, on behalf of NSPS on, uh, uh, from the West uh, West Virginia Society, uh, w- surveyors everywhere. Uh, congratulations! Uh, thank you for putting in your all, which was fantastic. And uh, um, I've got a sneaky feeling we're going to see her again somewhere down the road here, if not in another year or so. Um, and well, uh, good luck on your junior year. Uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself because uh, you're you're knocking it out of the park anyway, kiddo. Um, but uh, all right, well that'll wrap us up for this week. Um, wow, um, I'm just like I said, I'm kind of in awe with uh, with what you've been able to you've, you've accomplished here and figuring out uh, wow who Lauren Shen is. Wow, it's uh, she's going to be a name to be recognized for uh, for the future. So, well that'll do us for here. Uh, Make sure and subscribe wherever you you listen to your podcasts, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.